With AMC Plus, the plus doesn't just mean more, it means better. Available through the platforms you're already on, AMC Plus is a premium streaming bundle with the best of AMC, plus the complete collections of Shudder, Sundance Now, and IFC Films Unlimited. Get the latest from The Walking Dead with early access and exclusives. Binge acclaimed series like Mad Men, ad-free, and with new content dropping each week, like Gangs of London, a powerful drama about London's criminal underworld, there's always something fresh to check out. Sign up at amcplus.com, amcplus.com, AMC Plus, only the good stuff. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to give it a five-star rating and leave a little review. It's the best way to let other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of Mercedes. You know her, you love her, and if you listen to the show, she does not need an introduction. <laughs> you can hear yeah. her voice from miles away. <laughs> <laughs> my voice or my laugh? Well, that know. too. I have people who like will hit me up and someone was like, oh my God, every time I see Mercedes' name, I think it's MJ from Shaw's. And they click because they're so excited. I'm like, gotcha, bitch. Oh my God. Could you imagine if MJ came on? I feel like she'd have so much tea to spill. And she's a tried uh, tried and true. Is that the phrase? Tried and mm-hmm, true? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's a tried and true Bravo fan. Like, she watches oh, she every does. show. She does. She throws down on Twitter. She's, yep. like, fighting with Kate Chastain. Like, I love it. Like, I love I her. cannot wait for Shaws to come back, by the way. February 9th. I am, like, I have a timer on my phone. <laughs> okay, that's dark. <laughs> In my head, I have a time. <laughs> As to you delete the, yeah. app, the calendar thing. But yeah, I can't wait for it. There's so much going on with the Shaw's premiere. You have Gigi getting pregnant, Mike with this alleged new girl that he's going to quote unquote marry. You have MJ and Stay Tommy fighting with Reza. There's a lot to unload this season for Shaw's totally. for sure. And they also have not been on in 2019. <gasps> I know. So, which is really shocking. So it makes sense that this season they're coming back like fully thrown. Oh, completely. <laughs> Full throttle. But maybe it was because MJ was pregnant and she had the heart pregnancy and it was yeah. right after her dad died. So I could see that. I could see where a lot of that's kind of leading it. And I do vaguely remember that there were uh, salary issues that MJ was feeling uh, like she was getting slighted by production because she brings so much. So she does. someone like MJ should be getting a lot more more money than Nima. Oh, for sure. And she's raw and she's open. That was the whole argument with Asa was that like, I'm putting everything on the table and you are not. Even Gigi said that during that one reunion. And I agree with her. Like she is giving us everything. With Asa, like she was hiding her IVF struggle. Completely. is such (sighs) a hot topic nowadays. And so many people would resonate with that. And a lot of people want to see the struggles that they're going through on television to yeah. see how other people are handling it. Absolutely. And you saw how MJ was handling it, which was, you know, in MJ's <laughs> way, but also it's a different type of woman. So it would have been nice to see them come together over this thing that is clearly, you know, running their lives at the moment. And I also wanted to know, and I know she's not back, but I wanted to know about all the drama that was happening around Lily Galici oh, yeah. and her husband mm. and the whole him filing for divorce because she was doing too much and, and they've since reconciled. And so I want to know all about that as well. It's not going to come up in this season. Maybe hopefully she'll be a friend of her or something and we can get 
a little bit of something, but I feel like she wasn't um, actually friends with any of them. I feel no, like they threw yeah. her in because she was like a beautiful little spunky yeah. entrepreneur. Which yeah. like I remember in the beginning thinking like, oh my god, she's so annoying. And then like as we got to know her, wasn't she a lawyer? She was. She was yep. a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Started this like massive, massive lashes business. Oh, completely. And you yeah. know, is doing her thing. Good for and her. So this past weekend, I was hanging out with my friends in the. It's quote unquote the. It's called the Poconos, which is kind of like oh, yeah. the countryside of New York, which is in Pennsylvania. And one of my friends had flown in from L.A., and he's like, the Persian community is huge in L.A., and so he knew all about them, and he kind of known some of them because he does some work with them. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's actually a legitimate kind of scene there in L.A. We live in New York. I kind of- <laughs> used to work for like a really old, oblivious woman, but she loved Bravo. So like <laughs> when I was at work, she didn't mind that I, I worked in her apartment, so she wouldn't mind when I would watch Bravo all day long. And she once called the Shahs of Sunset the Sheiks of Hollywood. She was like, do you watch that Sheiks of Hollywood show? And I was like, uh, I believe you're talking about the Shahs of Sunset. And yes, I am very much fan. <laughs> but not everybody's on board. No. And it's so surprising. I feel like a lot of people are on board with Married to Medicine, which they should be. The same with Shots of Sunset and kind of these outlier shows. It takes people a while to get into. But those of us that have been invested from the beginning, we're like, oh, you're missing out. Do you watch Married to Medicine in Los Angeles? I saw some of the first episodes from that kind of like spinoff branch, but I wasn't as into it as the women from Atlanta. I wasn't. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't really doing it for me. Yeah. But staying in California, last Monday's episode was just kind of like a shorty. It was also a crossover with the Smush Room, which is an amazing show where Troy, he breaks down like the weird reality TV couples and usually they break up, but we discuss Alex and Simon McCord. And I actually (laughs) realized I'm looking for a Simon type, Mm. uh, which was new to me. It was new to me. But we touched just... With red leather pants and everything. Yes. Oh, fantastic. Yes, 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 yes. We're going to wear <laughs> matching red leather, and then our kids will have, like, little leather gear. Mm, it's Francois. Be, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no gotcha. kink shaming this year. That was my resolution. <laughs> but in the beginning, we talked about the uh, dramatic reveal that Tamara and Vicky will not be on oh, the upcoming I season did, of The Real Housewives of Orange County. I feel like this is a victory for Bravo fans everywhere, especially those of us. I've been on protest from OC for two seasons, okay? Because signs and all. <laughs> I'm like the guy with the sign outside. Yeah, right. Like, get rid of Vicky and Tamara. Sweet yeah. justice. Yeah. And there have been people making videos like, <clears throat> Kelly Dodd, Kelly Dodd, <laughs> that she shares on her Instagram. And <laughs> listen, I'm still invested because I saw the whole... Uh, live video on Instagram with Andy Cohen where he brought Tamara on, which, and this was the first time that I felt Tamara was actually real in a long time talking about, she's, she said she's going through something. She got kind of emotional. She says, she says, I've been crying for three days. You know, like it's really good for me to take a step back. Not that the whole decision for her to leave was her choice, but she was like, it's probably a good idea. And I want new blood to come into OC. Let's even get back some old people like Joe De La Rosa. She would be oh. fantastic. Yeah, that would be a throwback I didn't know I needed. Oh, we absolutely need. Uh, <laughs> people have been talking about Lizzie Robs that coming on nah, and Gretchen as well. A, she's a leech. Get Gretchen back. Lizzie was just giving me nothing. Gretchen's killing me with the face tune everything. Oh and I'm like, if you're going to come back and be on the show, they're not going to be 
able to facetune you and your baby. Wait, speaking of Gretchen, her and Slade went to Los Angeles this weekend and like got a party bus, and the two of them were making these videos after Tamara celebrating, yeah, being like God crushing evil. <laughs> like we are so happy, we're going out on the town to celebrate without the and baby. And she was like, God is good. God is good. I was like, wouldn't did you what? get some? Of them? <laughs> just, oh my god, it doesn't make any sense. Maybe to me. she had a secret <clears throat> baptism, a la Tamara. Tamara yeah. I don't know, but born, born again virgin vibes. But if they can bring something to the show, God bless because <laughs> OC has been going downhill for a while, and so oh, yeah. I think they definitely needed a cast shakeup. That's definitely what they're doing, and I'm glad for it. I could do without Gina Kirshenheider's bad hair, but I will deal with it if that means getting rid of Tamara and Vicky. Yeah, I'll I'll take the hair, leave the hags. Absolutely, but yeah. I think <laughs> I think uh, hopefully <laughs> so fucked up. I hope by next season she'll get a hairstylist who isn't trying. Trying to actively make fun of her and troll her oh, because yes. I feel like the hairstylist at one point he was like Gina, this is beautiful. You look great, queen. queen. Yes, yes. <laughs> he no. was lying. He was lying to her. Well, speaking of actually sad updates from Orange County, Shannon Bedore opened up that her daughter's basketball coach was actually in the helicopter that crashed with Kobe Bryant this past weekend, saying that all three of her daughters played basketball in middle school and that she was the coach of all of them. And it is just so sad. Like when we spoke last on Monday's episode, it was like like the news had just broke that Kobe passed away in this crash and it wasn't mm-hmm. even confirmed at that time we yeah. knew nothing about his 13 year old daughter, daughter. Mm-hmm. and then we had no in- information about the other people who passed away as well yeah which i think was like eight other people or nine yep. other people mm-hmm. and it- it's just so devastating and i feel sad for shannon and well, also i feel like the, the southern families. california community is very close i moved here obviously from southern california and uh, it's weird to kind of like have a deep bond with people and kind of get connected. So I could definitely see how they would have been connected being in the family scene and basketball scene or school scene. And I f- have followed Vanessa Bryant for a long time on Instagram. So I kind of feel like I know her, even though I have absolutely no connection to her <laughs> whatsoever. So it was just really sad. And so I feel like if Shannon's daughters knew her and she's really close to her daughters, then she definitely felt it. And the daughters definitely feel it as well. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's so sad it is to sad. think that, I don't know, something like I, that can kind of happen at a moment's uh, notice. I know, which makes you just appreciate people and appreciate the time that you do have with people because you never know when it's going to end. Oh, so sad. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Oh, I hate when anything on this show is not like lolzy. <laughs> I get too sad. I'm like, but we'll get back there. We'll I'm like, there. next topic. <laughs> so, thank you. Next. On a very lolzy topic, everyone's favorite Instagram influencer, <laughs> Joji DJ from the Real Housewives of New Joe. Juicy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he is juicy. I will say it. I'll admit it, guys. <laughs> Everyone on this show, like, I'll, people will hit me up and be like, I don't understand how you think that person's sexy. I'm like, I don't know what my problem is. <laughs> and, like, I can't explain it. Like, it happens. I don't know either. Sometimes, especially when I'm talking about it, I get all riled up <laughs> and, you know, my juices start flowing and I'm just feeling things. I can't, I can't explain it. Sorry. Sorry. Anyways, Juicy Joe was spotted this past weekend on a sexy little trip to Mexico. Yes, it was. Get it, Joe. And so there's a bunch of photos of him uh. hanging out with sexy blondes. There's one where she is dancing mm-hmm. on him. She is wearing mm-hmm. a full thong, which like going to like go to like fashionnova.com yeah. and buy some bathing suit thongs. 
And there was also one in a cabana where they really were touching, were where he was like, yes, he was yeah. like real rubbing up on the thighs. He wants to act like he wasn't doing that. Joe, stop. Uh, you were totally doing that. You were the one in the winery in Italy talking about your cunt wife. Okay, <laughs> stop. You were absolutely doing that. Because then he issued the whole apology. Which is really good. It says, I have learned about the bravery it takes. Bravery. But the bravery it takes me in the public eye and how videos or comments can be, quote unquote, insensitive and stupid. And I am deeply sorry for that. Unquote. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Though I am on a family trip with my uncle and friends, girls were trying to dance with me at the hotel. I gave permission for individuals to dance uh-huh. close to me, in which sure I am sorry did. for my girls that witnessed it. My girls deserve me full time. Though I am not shamed for talking to humans. Sincerely, Joe. Hashtag TMZ. Hashtag love my girls. <laughs> Hashtag brave. Hashtag stand up. <laughs> like, was this a stand up career moment? But. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. To be fair, when he was cheating on Teresa Teresa. for however many years, because remember Jacqueline had brought up that he was sleeping with the whatever, his secretary on his desk and whatever girl that he was dating when they were in um, in the winery and stuff like that. None of that was ever shown. And there were no videos. There were no pictures. And now there are. And so he does feel bad because the girls have been away from him for years. But it's the same old Joe. He's always been a cheater. Yeah, he also like should be able to have fun. Him and Teresa They're are separated. not together. They're not together. They have been together. She's totally sleeping with She's the pool 100% guy. She's a hundred percent Mac and Tony, which One I hundo. would as well. One hundo. But I don't think this is so bad. Obviously, the implication is that he is partying in Mexico and he should be being a father, but he physically cannot be. Okay, but so want? even being, if he's a single father, why shouldn't he be getting some? Yeah, from some hot oh, young what? Because Gia's writing him saying, Dad, what are you doing? Like, I'm having fun, Gia. What do you want from me? Yeah, Gia's hanging out with a uh, little Frankie. Frankie, Frankie <laughs> Jr., little Frankie. Oh, they're totally together or oh. going to get together or whatever. You know, Girl. like, if Teresa dated uh, Joe from when she was like a teenager and then even the episodes and Teresa's like, oh, me and Dolores always hope they get together. They're totally going to get together. They are. I mean, they're just so attractive. And it's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. Yeah. Well, this season of Jersey has been so good. So good. I mean, if you I, haven't been watching, you're missing out. We have to talk about little talking points because I haven't really talked uh, about Jersey that much this season, which is really weird because most of the time, like, news will come up. So we organically talk about the current season. But with Jersey, I haven't been having a lot of news come up. So I haven't been talking about it. Uh, and I've been, like, having sleepless nights over it. I'm like, I have all these uh, great thoughts. I, quite frankly, <laughs> like great Jersey thoughts. is the, the only um, franchise that I've been keeping up with this whole time on Bravo. I travel a lot for work. Every single week I'm in a different city. But Jersey is the only one. Every time I have a chance, I catch up on the newest episode. I would agree. I think Literally. Vanderpump Rules takes the cake. I haven't watched this season. But then but yeah. I would say Jersey is just... It's, it's so up there. Good. And Atlanta, I keep sleeping uh-uh. on. Like, I have been enjoying the season and I've really been. But Atlanta it, has but- so much going on that I just. I need to take it all in one shot. I can't. You always, I feel it. like you always do that where you spend yeah. like a full afternoon just watching. Whereas nine Jersey, to 10 you can hours. take piecemeal because every episode is so much. <laughs> yeah. Between the Marge and Danielle fight. Oh my god. And then the Marge and Teresa conflict. And then like all these other conflicts. It's a lot. Well, okay. Let's first start with Marge versus Teresa. There was the fight around mm-hmm, Danielle mm-hmm. and then the Mother's Day brunch of it all. But ter- oh, I do not feel that Teresa should have taken 
Danielle's side after that uh, Danielle pulled Marge's hair like that. That was yeah. insane at the clothing store. Yeah. And she went and she was on her side and Marge is like, no, like, I'm not here for you. If you want to be with on Danielle's side, like I get it's mother's day, all these things I should consider this, but we're not talking. We're not friends. And they had a, beautiful mother's day and that was even with jennifer's <laughs> that brunch mother. was hilarious i loved every second of it even with jennifer's mother who was so uncomfortable <laughs> oh these are men these are she men had that do no this. idea what was going on just like sitting there with their arms crossed <laughs> i know but it was so good for all of them and i feel like Teresa would have been trying to fight she would have been trying to argue about the stuff yeah. and it's not the time or place for it That's and true. then in the next episode for her to be mad because she wasn't invited it's like it's common sense Teresa. Why would I invite you? Yeah, see, I understand that, but I think Marge poured a bottle of water on Danielle. Like as I much, get it. like yeah, yeah, as yeah. much as I agree with Marge, generally most of the time, Marge, like you threw, you you poured a bottle of water on her. Like of course she's going to react in a way. If she doesn't have a bottle of water, she's gonna fucking hit you. Yeah, you know. And so I yeah, think, yeah, like, yeah. as much as I think it got out of hand i do agree with Teresa, where she was like bitch you poured water on her it was like and when they were at melissa's birthday party and they were like was it the birthday party or the fashion show it was a fashion show when she was like jennifer what if i poured water on your shoes yeah. like this how would you feel how would you feel and then jennifer was like what the fuck you poured water yeah. on my shoe it's like yeah. <laughs> um i do so, agree when like, they say that jennifer's a little so, bit of a groupie for Teresa. she totally well, is totally i mean yeah. i think like so many people come onto the show and they're like let me just Teresa, side with Teresa because she's not going anywhere and jackie yeah. last season was like <laughs> like that's well, not well, happening let's talk about jackie okay the jackie of it all the jackie money debate with jennifer is amazing mm-hmm. i agree that jennifer definitely has overstepped her boundaries asking so many questions 100%. but i don't think it's crazy for girlfriends to discuss money like yeah. I, I think like mm-hmm. We ask each other, like, how much do you pay for rent? Like, what exactly. kind of stuff? Like, yes, we do. And also, like, when you have a friend who comes for money, everyone knows it. Like, yes. you know, they always pick the most expensive restaurant. But what <laughs> I don't like is when Jennifer's like, oh, my gosh, what kind of birthday party is it? Which is pizza. Disgusting. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, so she's not a hostess. Oh, because she had a fucking real job. She was a lawyer. I'm sorry. She hasn't just been a stay-at-home housewife mm-hmm. for one Two, she also has so much money that she doesn't need to prove to people that she has money. Yeah. So she doesn't need to wear these tacky Chanel earrings or tacky Chanel bracelets and rings and belts and stuff like that because she does have that money. Jennifer, only your husband works. You don't work. And Jackie did work. And her husband, I don't know if she still works. No, yeah, she does. She writes the articles yeah. and stuff like that and the blogs. Um, and her husband works. And so I'm, and she comes from family money. She doesn't need to prove anything to anybody. Also, like, the richest people are the Do, most frugal. Yes. Like, it's, they don't it, need to prove they it. They don't need to prove shit. It's your children's birthday party. If you have such a big fucking problem with going to a kid's birthday party where they only serve pizza, then you have a problem. And then she's like, I spent $125,000 fucking dollars on my kid's party. And their friends will never forget it. Yeah, they will. 100% they will forget fucking it. forget they it. Will, they will forget it. They're still hungry the next day. Yeah. Just like all the other kids. It, they don't know shit. It just they don't know so anything. ignorant. And especially because what Melissa Gorka brought up when she said Jackie's kids all four of them are going to be set for the rest of their fucking life because their parents 
are, you know, not buying the mansion in New yes, Jersey. You know, exactly. they are saving money. They're buying these investments instead of spending $125,000 on a fucking birthday party. And Jennifer has the biggest house and is the only one with one house. But you know what I heard? I don't know. It was in some random kind of like thread. I don't know if it was like Reddit or Facebook, but they said that Jennifer had been interviewed for previous seasons for Real oh, Housewives yeah. of New Jersey. And her house was so bad. And she had to buy this house to prove that she had money oh, yeah, because yeah, her yeah. other house was like not it. So she went on to Heather McDonald's podcast and was actually yeah. interesting and said that that she had been tried she was trying to be she was going to potentially be on the season with the twins instead oh, of the twins which it was, was going to be like her yeah i think maybe her friend and their neighbor or something uh-huh, uh-huh. and then they saw her home and they were like oh you know your five bedroom house that. isn't enough shocker shocker jennifer's <laughs> like honey we're buying a property that's absolutely it's a mega mall surprising that they let the potomac housewives on with their kitchens Woof. and their houses the first season because Woof. all of that <laughs> pergo was not it yeah a lot of like fake marble yeah like, oh yeah <laughs> no. it was bad but I I find this fight very interesting. As it's I live in my <laughs> as I live in my like little apartment in New York City, yeah. that, that's nowhere near their apartments. But you know, I'm like I live in a six story walk up on the Upper East Side. You know, I'm I'm rolling in the dough. <laughs> I know, getting a raise in April. But it's supposed to be aspirational, aspirationally. Yes, where when I watch Housewives and think I might have more than Robin that, exactly checking account, and if I have more. Like, them, I don't want to watch them. That's no. like watching a girl down on the street in Union Square. God, no, and she's sad, care. and yeah. she makes me sad, and I can be that girl any day. <laughs> Which, and if you want to give us a show, by all means, we're yeah, here for real. Oh no, I could <laughs> never. But. This season has been so good. This past Thursday, they filmed the reunion, and I love now that reunion seating charts are now the being like put out the on Bravo's thing. website. Being like, it should probably put, be put on off-track betting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where the seating chart is going to happen. But I do feel like it's so significant that the seating chart has Teresa and Marge. So. Allegedly, the people to the left and to the right of Andy are the ones with the biggest conflict at totally. the time of the reunion. But I think Teresa must always be next to Andy. She's always at this the point. Cr- yeah, she's at always at the yeah, the at cir- the center of drama at this point. And I find it f- a crazy that Melissa is on Marge's side and not Teresa's side. But it's kind of like well, Jennifer's you know, a puppet, and Dolores up. is Dolores. you know the the Dolores is the loyal friend right next to her. So I'm like, I want you know what? I like Jackie though, because Jackie comes for them and Jackie brings truth. Yeah. And Jackie is not afraid to back down. And so it's like Jackie has her her issues, but she talks about the eating issues. She talks about all this other stuff she has. She's not afraid to say it. Whereas like some other housewives are. And I'm like, go for you. Good for you. Go for it. Yeah. I really enjoy Jackie. And this season I like kind of seeing, I I don't know. I, I like seeing her be a mom and also going through her whole eating disorder thing yeah has been really interesting that one scene where it was like her and the kids in the kitchen and she's like if you would like a healthy dessert option what do you yeah, eat is you, you like frozen yogurt or yeah. would you like ice cream which has less calories it's like okay you don't <laughs> think that's imparting any sort of complex to your kids I don't anything? know like I understand healthy eating and exercise is so important and children need to know that there's literally an obesity epidemic in our country sure. especially yeah, with absolutely. young children but I also think it's like you could just kind of lead by example, show your kids this is what you eat. And then when you go out with your friends, yeah, of course, you can have pizza and you can have a soda and you can have whatever. But, but remember yeah. on the on the trip to um, the Bahamas, like she wasn't even eating. And no. all the girls kept noting that like she wasn't even eating. But 
I feel like eating disorders are continual life kind of issue. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing for her to address them and talk about them because I feel like that's so important. Whereas you had franchises like New York where they didn't talk about them, but everybody knew that they had them. And it was a problem. Like Jules and yeah. maybe Carol, maybe Bethany. Well, you know? I think especially with Jules, it showed uh, it. She it, denied it. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, I think Jules being on the show really triggered Bethany and Carol who – may May have their own Mm -hmm. issues with eating. Bethany's mom suffered from a really gnarly eating disorder, and she talked about that very openly. And Bethany also has a billion-dollar brand called Skinny Girl. (laughs) Let us not forget what her brand is built on. The idea of being thin. And Carol is like, I've never worked out a day in my life. Then three months later, she's like, and I ran the marathon. It's like, okay, bitch, you be working out. And you're just not saying it because someone who's never worked out in their whole life. Cannot run a marathon. Cannot run a 22 mile, whatever marathon. Like that is a little crazy. But I will have to say, the Jersey Girls... For many of us, the holidays will look different this year. Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather, and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like, if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like, so I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. <laughs> After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravohh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. (laughs) This will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off you guys and you get a deal look at that looked they wild. came through and <laughs> came out with the reunion outfit yes I, although i melissa, love a fashion police moment on this show and also melissa another jumpsuit to be fair if i had melissa's body body yaddy, yaddy. i would totally be wearing another jumpsuit for the fifth time in a row but <laughs> it doesn't go in a lot. It doesn't kind of go with the other girls, and the other no. girls look fantastic. Well, also Andy Cohen loves a jumpsuit, so uh. she's like, maybe if I throw on a jumpsuit, talk about Joe's dick, Andy will be oh. nice to me. <laughs> So yeah, she rocked a jumpsuit. Teresa wore this like mermaid gown. Everybody hated the feather thing. Everybody hated the feathers at the bottom. I I don't know why so many housewives. I just make passes for just like pass (laughs) after pass. And I guess maybe it's Teresa because she's like you know went to prison. (laughs) 
<laughs> May have been going through you something. You know what? You want to get away with an outfit, go to prison. Yeah. <laughs> go to prison, come back, and you can wear anything you want, and I won't judge it on this show. I promise you. Uh, we had... Uh, Jennifer actually looks great. She Jennifer looks, looks great, but she did take a page out of Adrian Malou's book <gasps> and did she a tinsel in you posted a picture of it and I was like, what is up with that tinsel in there? Tinsel has got to go in this it new decade. So we have a decade. That Come on. Decades ago. Okay, we can't do that anymore. But her dress was very cute. It was I good. If say. Adrian Malouf could leave it, <laughs> then you could leave it too, Jennifer. <laughs> you think Adrian Malouf is not wearing tinsel in <laughs> Like, let's not, let's not get crazy. Yeah. We have De- Dolores, who has the most beautiful figure wearing a very Mother of the Bride outfit. She's been looking Does, very good. And also, her daughter got accepted to like her graduate school at Tufts University. To oh, do, my like, gosh. Curriculum. Yeah, That's a really amazing. good school. Um, and her daughter's going to be a veterinarian. So, congrats, Mazel Tov, to her daughter. Dolores is a great <sighs> mom. She is. She definitely like did openly talk about her son's dick, which, like, <laughs> Maybe she's like, yeah, you know his show. big, like, you know what Frankie's packing. Frankie, you <laughs> can't put it in the cup. But like. I feel like also, like, this might be TMI, but, I mean, I'm not a mom, so I don't, what the fuck do I know? But I feel like when your ki- your son is growing up and you see his dick, like, I feel like as parents, you're consciously like, he's got a big dick. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, you're not trying to, like, sexualize your child, yeah. but you're like, He's back. Okay. He's back for a little yeah. time. Yeah, not small. That is so perverse, and I hope I don't get reported for I don't know child pedophilia. <laughs> you know, we have Marge. Marge looks stunning. stunning. This stunning. hair is. She even had beautiful. a close up on her Insta of her makeup, and it was flawless, gorgeous. I'm gonna post really? all these photos on the Bravo Happy Hour Instagram, so check that out. Yeah, whoever Marge's makeup artist is. A kudos to you because she looks absolutely kudos. stunning. Same with her plastic surgeon. Like, <laughs> yeah, because she is. She's looking snatched. She looks. She's great. going on. And then Jackie is my sleeper hit. This is a summer dress, and it is not appropriate for the winter. <sighs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of the dress. She looks great. I think her hair and makeup look nice, but also I don't know. Like I love a fresh face, and I think a lot of times when these women do these smoky eyes. It just ages them. Ages them. It ages and them. It do, it's not saying anything about their age. <clears throat> Who cares about that? But just to put so, just literally just throwing black so makeup, makeup on yeah. your face just seems to not like give you like that fresh excessive. look. But I also feel like Jackie picked her own dress and did not have a stylist. Yeah, for no, sure. I would, I would agree with that. But also she's thrifty. We like Wait. to, we, uh, as Jennifer but called that mean cheap, you, don't, you, don't have a gay, you don't have a gay friend on the side that's like, yes, girl. No, girl. Leave that alone. Leave that in the closet. Honey, no. Honey, yes. <laughs> yeah. Invite Greggy Bennett. He can Invite come say <laughs> But I am just psyched for this season of Jersey. I'm glad we did a little deep dive into what was going on because it's just been so exciting to watch. Which, by the way... Completely unrelated to kind of, it's Bravo adjacent, right? So there's this guy who does these pizza reviews called. Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, got yeah, into, yeah. I went into a deep dive. I'm in love with him oh now. Oh my God. The owner of Barstool Sports. Yes, 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 yes. He's like actually we like a wild have got to go to. to oh, completely. Of I course, would never, like, yeah. whatever. He's high. He gave, he gave a high rating do. to Chris Manzo's restaurant, 10th Street Pizza in Hoboken. We have to go. And I heard you can't get a spot now. I don't care. I'll take it to go. I will take it to go. Our friend Angelica is moving to Hoboken. She's going to have a place. We'll order it out. We'll pick it up to go. We'll see Chris, take a picture, and then, yeah. The thing is, is that I need to really... 
experience it. No, I need to make Chris fall in love with me. And I think it'll be probably kind of easy. Okay, so I listened to Dear Albie, which is Albie Manzo's podcast. Albie Manzo has a girlfriend. It's all obviously come out. Caroline said at BravoCon, she's going to propose. propose. Right, exactly. So, And she's gorgeous. She's so cute. All that stuff. But they also said that Chris has a girlfriend too. So... FYI, there's a little bit of competition. Chris has a girlfriend? Competition. Well, this was like... Who early- the fuck is she? <laughs> Who the fuck? I think like, this is the early episodes of Dear Albie. I need to like listen to the new episode. He doesn't want some up-and-coming podcaster, <laughs> producer on the side. <laughs> Dang. I mean, yeah. I'm not, I'm not... I'm like sweating now. I'm like, oh, okay. He met someone else. What, did she live in Jersey? <laughs> On that note, <laughs> we pivot to something totally different. The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. You guys haven't uh, heard us talk about this in a very long time since BravoCon. Uh, but we don't know much about what's going on, but we do know that the ladies party this past weekend at a Little John and Post Malone uh, okay. concert. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That was terrible. <laughs> yes, that was really good. I'm sorry to everybody Wait, listening what? for how bad that was. <laughs> okay. I can't do it. It's been a minute since I've heard a little John song. Since 1994. But <laughs> I was one years old. <laughs> Anyways, so the ladies were at the spotted at this concert, dancing in the front row and gallivanting at the, the VIP of the <laughs> to the wall. To, to the wall. So these Salt Lake City girls were like, woo, strap down. And wah, then post Malone, they're like, Yeah, my sunflower. Otherwise <laughs> they loving me too much. <laughs> oh, they were loving they were loving post Malone. Yeah, I mean uh, okay, TBH. Post Malone is one of the more unattractive men in the world. Oh, completely. But I would totally but I maybe. Would do, I would do him. And like, it would smell the whole time. Oh, yeah. No, he smells like a dirty old car that you were like in in high school. Cigarettes in oh, the car. Yeah. Like bags yeah. of Burger King in the back seat. And we play his CD the whole time. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my God, babe, I fucking I love this chorus. <laughs> I love this chorus. <laughs> I'd be like, wait, are you always tired? Are you always I'm like, Are you gonna tattoo my name on your face too? I'm like, wait, should we get matching tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we don't really know much about this event, but we know that Lala Kent and Katie Maloney Shorts from Vanderpump Rules were also at said event. Uh, Katie, I could see because Katie kills music. <laughs> What's her answer? <laughs> <laughs> music kills. Music kills. Kate. Music kills. Kate. Don't you think as you become famous, you would maybe pivot from music killing Kate? It should just be like, <laughs> no, there's no pivot. Um, yeah. Um, and then Lala's, I feel like, just kind of randomly and everything. She's randomly at the Golden Globes. She's randomly like having her engagement photo come out with Randall's neck being photoshopped. Oh like. yeah, we'll post that to the Bravo Happy Hour Instagram <laughs> because that is some amazing Photoshop work if I've ever seen it. Yeah. Um, from fortunes to one, it's and incredible. you know, and it's so, so crazy because I've been watching the old VPR on Hulu from season one till now <laughs> when she's talking about Rand before he comes up, and I'm like, that that's the guy you're talking about? That's your man's? Like, don't talk about my man. Don't talk about my man's. My man's. Don't talk oh, about my man. God, mans. but they're both from Utah, so that might make a little bit of sense. Maybe there was like a big filming thing and. 
I, I don't know why they were there, but it's also Sundance Film Festival. Yeah. Which is like one a, of the things Park City, Utah they like were thing. Yeah. like t- 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 bragging about. They're like Salt Lake City Housewives. They've got culture Sundance. They've got religion. But I feel religion. like that's the only thing that happens in Utah. <laughs> yeah, Mormonism it's- and... Latter-day, Latter-day Saints yeah. and all the sexual abuse that happens in the community yeah. and people that are excommunicated from the religion. <laughs> what? Casual. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't really know what the hell's going on with that show. I'm excited for when we get some information. Okay, I want to know about these women. Not to be Give racist, but they're like another all-Caucasian cast. I mean. You know, like, can we not? And I get they You're try not to, being racist. No. I was being racist. <laughs> but the thing is, too, okay, I get you try to make the Hispanic shows with um, oh, Texacanas, which is terrible. There's a new terrible. one that came out today. And they did not renew the one from Mexico with Mexican the family. Dynasties. Mexican Dynasties. They didn't renew that one. Okay, so we've uh, completely abandoned ship on the Hispanic ones, which, okay, Miami, you abandoned... A long time ago. <clears throat> I mean, after the Dallas of it all, where Chirpy Mexican was like, oh my the, God. Like the main fucking yeah. thing on the show. Like, like, so now we're going back to an all Caucasian cast. Why, and also, too, why can't we have a cast with mixed? We have no casts with mixed stuff. Okay, Married to Medicine had one white girl on the first season, and that didn't work out. And then at least DC was a mix of like, African-American and British and kind of like American girls. And I'm like, why is there no kind of like ethnic mix of house? I I get maybe they're not in the same social circles, but still. We've got a new show that just was dropped today. Uh, with the family so karma. It is called Family Karma. Yeah. It's brought to us. It is by the same producers of Shaza Sunset. It's going to premiere March 8th at 9 p.m., which will follow seven first generation Indian Americans with extremely integrated Indian. families Indian. that emigrated Ooh. from India and are now living in Miami with heavy involvement from all of their family members in their personal, oh, professional, and yes. love lives. I'm all about that. I'm all about that. I'm I, here for it. Indian men are hot. They're not getting bed. But- Trust me, no. They will not go down on you forever. No. And I slept with two in my lifetime, and I can't say that was a good experience. I've slept with one, but he had a massive dick. So he was very good with that, but he was like, bitch, I will never touch yeah. you. Sorry, mom. Uh, now, listen, this is not you know, empirical research. Yeah. <laughs> I will take another hot Indian a- man. I don't know if I'll take another one because I've already two strikes you're out. Yeah, tr- oh, but sure, tr- could tr- I do tr- three strikes? Mm-hmm. I, I could at, at this I, rate. I'd I give think, it a try. Depends. Yeah. Depends. <laughs> <C'est depend. laughs> but I'm glad to see they have a different ethnicity. I know. It's Bra- exciting. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> I mean, what else do we have coming up on Down the Pike? We have Summer House coming up, which is a bunch wow. of um, not rich no. white people living in Manhattan. And I I love Summer House. I okay, Summer so, House, like, I must like stand. I said, I was catching up on the VPR all the way up until now. And so I caught the first episode or two of Summer House, the, the first oh, couple yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is good because I probably know these people in the city. Um I'm and to, I haven't branched actually, out. Actually, wait, there's like one guy who was a vet. There was, yes, yeah. yes. He the, the was army like vet, the army veteran. Yes. Terrifying. <laughs> I'm a veteran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so I want to finish the rest of Vanderpump Rules up until this season. And then I'll probably get into Summer House next, full disclosure. Although I am catching up on Med- Married to Medicine at the current time. I'm on season three. 
Um, so I'm always like continuously watching seasons from the beginning to like get the whole story. I mean, it's important. And I think it's, it's history. It's important. It's history. <laughs> we are doing God's work I don't right remember now. a single thing I learned in all of high school, no. but I'm like, I can't you, tell you about American yeah. history, but I can't tell you about Bravo history. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Facts. I'm so sorry. My parents paid a lot of money for Ooh. me to go to private college. <laughs> For me to have nothing. I went to a private university too. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry about it. Not sorry. But you know what? I'd skip class to watch Bravo, which is going to be my future and my career. Well, so no, it, I think my that's an investment. Senior year was when OC premiered. And that's when it really came out. Not to say that I didn't watch Bravo before that, when Project One Way originally aired and when like a lot of the old shows originally aired like Tabitha's Takeover, Takeover yeah, never and forget. also Blowout with Jonathan Anton and a lot of those old oh. ones. Like I was watching Bravo back in the day. Well, I had your friend TV come on the yeah, show and TV's she was amazing. so good. I actually have to get her back on because she was so good. She was in my apartment and we like did like that. Oh, that was a the olden days, the yeah. olden days before mm-hmm. I was in studio life. But... At the time, I was asking people on the show, like, what oh, their she favorite show, stuff. what their least favorite show, and person they want to come back. And she was like, well, my favorite show was an opera programming. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, damn, That girl. was like OG Bravo. I know. I'm real. like, I think I was, what, in fucking middle school? TV is the OG of Bravo for Dude, real. she is. We have to yeah. tell her we're giving her <laughs> lots of shout outs. I'm going to tag her on, like, a post <laughs> for it. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. I'm pissed. Like, should we find something else to talk about? <laughs> we honestly have 12 minutes. I have 12 oh minutes. Gosh. What should we talk about? We're not done. Uh, yeah. We're not done. Step back. Step back. I'm like, I got 12 minutes. What should we talk about? I'm trying to think about what Look other how fun show. we're being. I'm, oh, I'm I, off you know, the cuff. Not, not, not for anything. I have been watching Project Runway this whole season. Oh, I have not. Oh, after okay. the class of it all. I know, I know. But the, so there was a whole <laughs> dramatic scene when one of the contestants called out Carly Claus for being married to one of the Kushners, and that was like a scene. But it's because one of the guys that's a contestant on the show, Joffrey, he or Jeffrey, I think Joffrey. they call him. But his name is spelled Joffrey. Joffrey. So I just want to feel sophisticated. Um, <laughs> so my spin studio that I go to here in the city in Chelsea is run by these guys that are friends with Jeffrey. And so Jeffrey actually hosts a viewing party for Project Runway here in the city. Every week? Every week. And it's one of the gay bars. Yeah, it's it, absolutely fantastic. And I watch the show and I actually like the designers are all very different. And there's always like Project One Way to me has been like so iconic. And I feel like there's always designers that you like, designers that you don't like, designers that you think make the same kind of like aesthetic. Um, but this season I'm actually into. And I don't know why, because I started watching last season when Carly and Christian Sirianni took over, and I didn't get into it as much. But this season, maybe because it has a connection to me, yeah, with the people that I know in my like fitness community. So I've been watching it a lot, and I actually really I like to it. Give it a try because I love Elaine Winteroff. Yeah, I like Emma yes. Con- Condé Nast and Brandon and Brandon so. Maxwell. Yeah, he's got a good eye. And then Nina Garcia is my god. She's my muse. She's I amazing. Absolutely love her. I, I, and she's just like for me. I just think like as Latina and like being so successful and being in fashion. I've always loved Nina. Always. And she's just like an OG. 
She is. She's an OG of Project Runway. And to be quite frank, so when um, Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn left, they went to Amazon to uh, to start a new show because the contracts couldn't, they couldn't have a resolution on what the payment should be. Um, and I don't know anybody that watches their new show on they Amazon. They have a new show? They've had a new show on Amazon. Yeah. Well, yeah. Damn, I didn't know they actually got a new show. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that was in talks. Tim Gunn. Heidi Klum, uh, Amazon. Well, I used to work for Austin Scarlett. Mm. He was actually, I'm thinking maybe I'll get him on the show. I loved his designs he too. Was, and I thought he was fantastic. Right. Oh, it That's, premieres March 27th. Okay, making the cut. Okay, okay, making the cut. So it premieres March 27th. Okay. But Austin Scarlett was like such an OG on Project Runway. He was the kindest man. I worked for him like at his like couture studio when he was doing like, his <sighs> own line. I and it was incredible. And I even saw his spinoff show. I don't even know. Yeah, if he yeah. Knows. Austin and Santino. Li- yeah, Austin and Santino on yeah, Lifetime. Fucking kidding. Because Santino was a guest judge on RuPaul's yes. Drag Race. And yes, I'm like I'm totally all about that. I went to runway. when I, this is a, a BTS behind the scenes moment. When yeah. I went to Austin Scarlett's holiday party that year, he gave each person a... Uh, old classic movie DVD as like the gift and he gave me Cat on a Hot Tin Roof and I was and I watched it like literally probably like a year ago and he gave it to me probably six, seven years ago Yeah, and I watched it and I was like oh my god the fact that he gave this one to me out of all the films but I also like for a a weird like couple years had a weird obsession with really old movies so I watched all the old Audrey Hepburn movies and I saw all the old classics and it was like if it wasn't black and white I wasn't watching it and so now to hear these kind of designers talk about their inspiration come from that I'm like oh I know what you're talking about like I know where you're drawing it from well especially him he has such like an old kind of Victorian looking old Hollywood Mm -hmm. vibe and very Scarlett O'Hara and Gone with Mm -hmm. the Wind and he's gone with the wind fabulous but don't forget too one of the designers from Project Runway who was very popular was the one that made Sonia Morgan's costumes remember when she had the Victorian look it was a very popular designer on Project Runway oh my god Chris yes yes. he passed away I was gonna say he passed away he did yeah 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 because he was a designer on Project Runway I met him like Years ago, I used to work in fashion before I started working mm-hmm. in like production and doing magazine stuff. But I went to this fashion show for some fashion week. I can't remember the year, but I met like all of the people from Project Runway at this. Oh, oh wait, wait, hold on. This was okay. This is insane. So when I was in high school, I was a little savage, and me <laughs> and my friend faked like we had this blog. And we did have like three posts on the blog, but we would reach out to publicists, uh, fashion companies saying like, hey, like we have this uber successful blog called The Style Behemoth, which is like kind of chic now, but maybe not at the time. I love it. So we had this fake blog called The Style Behemoth and we would say, hey, we are writers for this blog. We would love to go to your fashion shows. We'd love tickets, blah, blah, blah. This was Christine Siriano's first year showing at wow. fashion week and we literally went to the show and i met like tons of the people from from new york uh from project but, runway yeah. and i have so many photos maybe i'll try to find them those. yeah oh my god you have to you have to. i just remember like i was literally like 16 years old and i'm like mom you don't understand 
I need to get out of school for this. Like, you don't <laughs> get me. And I was like, you don't get me. I'm like, but I found a way to get invited. I got invited to that year. I got invited to seven shows. Wow. Which is crazy because for being like, like a dumbass so, fucking high yeah, school kid. Just like- <laughs> has made big. Also, Michael Costello, who was on mm-hmm. Project Runway and also on All Stars, he designs for Beyonce and J-Lo and Lily Galici. Like, he designs for <laughs> you know, same the thing. full spectrum. Yeah. And there was even, like, a period of time. This was obviously like seven or eight months ago where he kind of like posted true Hollywood stories of all the like ridiculous requests he had in fashion. It was fantastic. I loved every minute of it. So Michael Costello has been really successful as well. And there's also this other um, designer, Chris, I forget his last name, but he designs for all the drag queens on RuPaul's drag race and is like a super lucrative career. And so I feel like a lot of these designers have actually come out and been successful, but you don't see that as much because they don't promote that as much. And, but I follow it because I'm just obsessed. I don't know. Because <laughs> you're that bitch. <laughs> okay, well, on that note, that brings us to the end of today's episode, Mercedes. Uh, this is always such a joy. I know. I love it. I love being here. Uh, and you can never get enough Bravo. That's what I say. That's I my know. life mantra. It is so embarrassing. <laughs> like, like, so not for nothing. Okay, so I work next to the podcast studio, and anytime Megan needs a last minute <laughs> guest, she's always like, "Mercedes, can you come?" And I'm like, "Okay, first of all, I can walk there from my office, and two, I'm always up to date on <laughs> Bravo." And also, our friend Angelica works around here too, so we're kind of like the two. You guys backup. are like my backups, yeah. but not even backups. Like people, listen we had to already the- scheduled our times. Yeah, people already people listen to this show and they know when I am comfortable. Mm-hmm. And those are the shows that are uber successful. And I see it, <laughs> I literally see it in the numbers yeah. and I feel it and I know it. But then as like a host, I'm trying to diversify like diversify the people who come yeah, and like and different not audiences. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. And try to pull their audience in and whatever. But People know, people can feel it. And like, I feel it too. Even when I'm editing, like this, I'll edit and like, it'll be like, la, 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 like so fun. But if I hate the show, I will literally be editing and just like be sitting like somber. Like I need a drink. Like I'm, I'm going to start drinking because I cannot hear my own goddamn voice. Thank you for listening. We will be back on Monday. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. 